0: You're listening to Echo the Podcast. On today's episode, we chatted with Bryn Elliott. Ever since releasing her debut single, Might Not Like Me, in 2018, alt pop artist Bryn Elliott has continued to foster a sense of authenticity in her poetic songwriting. Two years after her debut, Elliott has returned with her latest anthemic single, Tell Me I'm Pretty. The song is inspired by a Harvard soccer team scandal where players rated incoming freshman women based on hotness and promotes embracing everything about ourselves and knowing we're worth more than numbers or a score. We chatted with Elliot about her single, her upcoming sophomore EP, Can I Be Real, and how philosophy inspires her songwriting. Take a listen.
1: How are you? I'm doing really well. I, uh... Yeah, I'm feeling so good. I'm excited to have music out. And yeah, it's kind of surreal.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. And you recently moved to LA. How are you settling in there?
1: Yeah, I I really am loving LA. I, um, you know, it's kind of a weird time to move just with the pandemic. Everything's pretty shut down. Uh, but, you know, I have sort of couple friends that I know are like being safe and I can see kind of socially distant and that's been really fun. And they're also songwriters. So that's really why I moved to LA just to kind of be around other songwriters, other pop songwriters. And, um, and that's just been really fun.
0: That's awesome. And were there any musicians or artists that you listened to growing up and also have they inspired your music today? Yeah. So I, growing up was a
1: huge, huge fan of Brandy Carlisle. And I actually, when I was 17, I got to go see her um, at a a local venue uh, with my family and a few of my friends. And this was before I had any idea that me being an artist or a songwriter would ever be a possibility. And I remember just seeing her show and seeing her energy and her live performance and just thinking, somehow I want to do that. (laughs) Like, I have no idea how, and I don't think I could have ever verbalized it in that moment, but I was just so inspired by her power and, um, and her songs. And I did get to um, tour with her quite a bit um, a few years back. And uh, that was just totally surreal. So yeah, I think that's the one in my mind that really, stands out.
0: And when you were touring with her, was there anything that she gave you as a piece of advice that kind of stuck with you as you've continued on in your career? Yeah, that's so good. She,
1: um, she, she is just kind of, I think a person who oozes wisdom. So I feel like everything she says or said to me, um, was really powerful. But one of the things that I remember, I was talking to her about wanting to do pop music and she was just like, you know, she's very supportive of that, but she was like, just make sure the songs hold on their own. Like, don't get caught up in whatever popular production is happening. Just make sure the songs are good. And I think I take that with me into every session. Um, and I even sometimes just ask if I, if I'm collaborating with others that we just write on guitar or piano, um, just so we have that like foolproof kind of organic, authentic thing happening in the songs.
0: That's great. That's great. And the other thing you mentioned earlier that you didn't realize that you wanted to do singing or music as a career until later, what first got you interested in music? Yes. So I, I feel like in
1: some ways music has been a part of me always. And, um, you know, my, my mother grew up singing in the church and my grandparents were sort of around a lot when I was a kid and they were always singing to each other. And so singing and using your voice to kind of do this fun thing, uh, was always just kind of there. And I never thought anything of it. Like I never thought it was I I loved it, but I never thought it was particularly special. Mm -hmm. And then when I (laughs) was in high school, I... Uh, was applying to college. And that was a very overwhelming time for me because I had no idea how to apply to college. No one in my family had gone to college before. So I was just overwhelmed. And my dad had a guitar uh, in the corner of our house and he let me play it one day. And that day just turned into every day. And at the end of um just sort of after school or whenever I possibly could, I would just go to my guitar to kind of regroup almost as like a therapeutic thing. Mm Um, and I think that's when I really started understanding the magic of music and how music can sort of take us outside of ourselves and then put us back into our life and help us. And, um, that's when I started writing songs and I didn't tell anyone about it. It was just something (laughs) I did for me. And I think that's when I realized that there was something happening and that I wanted to um, somehow continue it. And um, then I had a family friend say, uh, You need to do this with your life. And that's when I sort of started to think maybe there's more to this than.
0: Well, thank I'm God giving for it. that friend that, that spoke yeah. up. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. I'm glad they said that. <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, having this like therapeutic kind of thing through music, your new single, Tell Me I'm Pretty is now out. Uh, What was the inspiration for that song? Tell Me I'm Pretty
1: was kind of a song I wanted to write for many, many years. Um, I started to have the initial idea for it when I was in college. And um, there was this scandal that happened on my campus where the men's soccer team Uh, was found to have this group chat. You may have heard of it being, being in Boston, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So the men's soccer team basically rated women on the women's soccer team with a number, an actual number, um, to kind of assess their physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than that, they just sort of said really horrific things about these women on, on this chat. And some of those women were my friends. <laughs> and so it Aww. was like really hard to see them go through that. And, uh, you know, these relationships of trust that they built with these guys on the men's soccer team just kind of imploded. And, um, and I remember just thinking about how they felt Objectified, And I remembered moments where I had felt that in my life. And I had this line, which is in the song, um, kind of going through my head. Maybe I'm worth more than some numbers or a score. And so I had that lyric and I knew it. I was like, this is going to find its, its song someday. And um, then about a year ago, I was sitting down with a friend of mine, Michelle Buzz, who's also a songwriter. And we were talking about you know, what does it mean to be a woman in the age of social media and all the pressure we feel um, (laughs) being on social media and taking selfies and taking so many selfies all the time and just wanting to kind of be free from that. And so I told her about this idea and I told her about my experience at school and then tell me I'm pretty just flowed kind of that day and uh, became this song that was just exciting for me to, to finally write.
0: I can imagine. And it's such a fun song to listen to. And I also feel like it's kind of the big sister to your debut single. Yeah. And I feel like it's that, of a new sense of confidence but also it kind of carries that same theme that like i don't need your validation um which i think is great (laughs) i love the way you
1: phrase that that it's it's (laughs) might not like me's big sister because i certainly didn't go in writing this song thinking that but i i really like that you know i sort of built off might not like me and might not like me such a uh crucial song to me as an artist and a person. So,
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about the songwriting process. But what was it like to write with Michelle? And um, what did you learn from that experience with her? And also, was it something that was therapeutic for you to be able to write that and did you gain any perspective from it?
1: Yeah. So writing with Michelle, we actually wrote this song, I think, the first day we ever wrote together. And uh, it was such a funny experience meeting her because we kind of look a lot alike. Our <laughs> hair color is totally different. She has a different hair color like every day, but our sort of facial expressions and everything we were, we, we kind of felt like we were having a parent trap moment where we were somehow separated at birth. So there was this instant like sisterly bond connection that happened. And, it was also really exciting for me because I had never written with someone um who was my age and who was going through a woman who was going through the exact same things that I was going through. And um sometimes when I would collaborate with folks who were maybe a bit older or guys like dudes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have to like explain <laughs> my feelings. And with her, it, I didn't have to do that because she was living it. And so I think there was a lot of freedom and and just um excitement around being able to collaborate with some someone who's just a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she's such a melody queen. I think I, I learned so much about <laughs> crafting really great melodies from her.
0: And this song is so much about um, kind of being your authentic self too. Did yeah. you always feel that like for yourself or is that something that you've learned over time? it's it's something that i feel every day
1: uh, of my life i struggle so much with with being myself particularly in situations where i really want to please people, please someone mm-hmm. like, I want someone to like me. And that's, you know, obviously where my first single came from. But yeah, I, I feel this tension every day. And I think it's very common in artists, um, because we we're like putting ourselves out there and we just want to be yeah. accepted. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I, I definitely write uh, about it all the time in, in many different ways. Um,
0: and your first EP was kind of inspired by your philosophy studies at Harvard. Um, do you continue to pull inspiration from that? Yeah, so I do. I am
1: always reading and uh, I miss philosophy classes so much, but I still read <laughs> philosophy. And um, this next project that I'm going to be releasing this year, I, I really kind of started it off this idea in existential philosophy called authenticity. And it's like, mm-hmm. the you know, what we talk about today, what does it mean to be authentic? What does it mean to be real? And so you would never necessarily know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm so fascinated by that philosophy. And, um, one of the quotes that inspired sort of the theme of this next project was from my favorite philosopher Soren Kierkegaard and he says the most common form of despair is not being who you really are and and I just hope that you know my music and this next phase of my music kind of helps people really be who they are and not live in that despair because I I'm there all the time and and just you know have found moments of freedom and want to just continue that.
0: I love that. And that's definitely a very relatable feeling. Speaking of this new era of your career, um, why did you decide to have this be the first single in over a year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think
1: it was just the song. We were actually going to go with another song um, on my EP. And I just had this moment one day where I called my team and I was like, I think it's tell me I'm pretty. I think this is the one. And, and, um, I I can't really give you a a good reason for why that's the case. It's just more of a feeling. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I think it, for me, it was just the song that I felt like was so strong and was so indicative of, of where I want to be as an artist. And I think kind of re introducing myself after not releasing in a while with this song was what felt most right. I
0: love the music video. I think it's so fun. It kind of gives me Bridgerton vibes, which is like perfect.
1: I had no idea that Bridgerton was a thing when I was filming it, but I'm so glad that uh, Bridgerton is like out in the world and um, hopefully people will like enjoy that connection. Oh, I I definitely
0: (laughs) think they will. It's such a fun video. Where did the concept for the video come from? Yeah. So as I was just
1: thinking about the song and dreaming up ideas for the video, I, I was sort of torn and You know, I think it's a song about social media and about what it means to be, you know, living in, you know, an image obsessed culture. And so your mind immediately goes to selfies and like iPhones. And I just was resistant to go there visually because I really wanted to show that it's not Instagram. It's not the technology itself. Um, It's really just expose something in us as humans that has been here throughout all of history and especially with women and so I knew I wanted to sort of play on this sort of like sort of Jane Austen world of you know beautiful pretty things and romanticism and just show kind of how you know the female spirit has moved through all of that and yeah. um, continue today and, and then just drawing the similarities of like you know, back then they had corsets to change their bodies and now we have filters and, um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of, I love history and I just wanted to sort of think outside the box for the video.
0: Yeah, I love history too. And I love that you drew that connection to that because I feel like we forget that it's it's an age old problem that yeah. society has created. Also the environment that you filmed in that in the Hudson River Palisades, it was like this yes. beautiful estate. Yes. Did you get to pick that location or like how did that come up?
1: Yeah, I did. I got to pick that location and there were a few different um places we were looking at and I was just so drawn uh to that particular house and I was like I know I've seen this somewhere before like in a film or something and it was actually the same house that Lady Gaga uh filmed oh, her video for paparazzi which was fun. yeah Yes. Yeah, so I felt so special. I was like, Lady Gaga was here in this house. And, That's um, amazing. Yeah. But it was just, it was just, it was so bizarre kind of driving through LA and then going into this house that felt like, you know, frozen in time and, and the, the couple who owns the house has just totally done it up and all of these old like French Baroque antiques and it's just, it's a wild, wild place. But yeah, it was so fun to to film there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it definitely feels like you've stepped back in time in that one. Speaking of locations, if you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to Tell Me I'm Pretty, what do you imagine it looking like? Oh, yes. That is a I love this question.
1: I would say, I would say any sort of library-like setting, Ooh. <laughs> you know, with a nice candle and a cup of tea or whatever your hot beverage of choice. I think that's kind of, and maybe like dancing in the library is a good thing too. Cause you know, it's kind of a, an upbeat song as well.
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Break some rules. Make some noise yeah. in the library. <laughs> yeah, throw the book <laughs> So uh, you talked a little bit about it before, but what can fans expect from your upcoming EP? Can I be real?
1: Yeah. So you can expect, uh, just that, like, it's me being a a little bit more real. (laughs) It's me being very honest, uh, about those parts of myself that I might not even really like that much. And, um, and that's okay. Like that there was a freedom in sort of talking about that. And, and yeah, my hope is that, the, the EP just sort of speaks an encouraging message of like, we can be honest about these things. We can talk about these things. There aren't any sort of filters here. I want, you know, everyone to listen to it and feel like they can be themselves. And there's, you know, different songs that sort of speak to that in different angles. Um, this EP I sort of explored more love song writing which was always sort of a hard thing for me um but it was an area where you know I was definitely feeling that at the time I was writing the songs and so it was um just good for me to be exactly honest about how I was feeling even if it's like a super fun like love song
0: (laughs) yeah is there a Reason for why that tends to be more difficult for you to write love songs. I think perhaps <laughs> because <laughs> I like don't even know if I've ever really been in love,
1: and so sure. I'm resistant because I want all of my music to just be so honest and so real. And mm-hmm. um, and so you know, I, I want. I think I put so much pressure on myself to write when I feel like I'm in love, or. Um, you know, I'm thinking about a song. I just want it to be so honest. And this EP was somewhere where I was like, you know what, I'm dating this person and I really do love them. Yeah. And I'm just going to (laughs) write, I'm just going to write what I'm feeling. And so there was, yeah, I, I, it's (laughs) again, it's like sort of a working out of my own insecurities. Um, but hopefully it's, turned into good art
0: (laughs) that's great i I bet it has (laughs) and um you also worked on the ep with the production duo the monarch how did you get connected with them and what was it like to work together Yes. So actually, they are friends
1: with Michelle. Um, and when Michelle and I started writing together, she was like, oh, we need to get, you know, the monarch on top of this. Like, you guys will just vibe so much. And uh, she was so right. I love those guys. And just um, they're just they have such good ears for where the song is going production wise. And they're, they're mm-hmm. just so um I don't know. They're not like trying to impose their own ideas on the songs. They're really just like, kind of let the songs breathe. And I love working with, um, just producers like that. And so, um, yeah, that's, I think a lot of the power of the EP is just sort of in their production.
0: That's great. And since your debut EP and up till now, how has your music evolved in this time? Yeah, so I um, I think the biggest way it's
1: evolved is, you know, as I've sort of talked about this idea of wanting to be real, and I kind of wanted to reflect that in the actual songwriting itself. So I think I mentioned this earlier, but for every session, I was just like, we have to just write on guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> and just make it as authentic as possible so in some ways i would say that i've kind of gone back to the basics of songwriting um for this next phase of my of my artistry and and um music so i hope that that's you know reflected in in the music as well
0: oh definitely and it also goes back to what brandy told you
1: exactly
0: yeah yes always it's always with me <laughs> And what can fans look forward to next um, until your EP comes out later this year? Yeah, so lots on Tell Me I'm
1: Pretty, lots of different things kind of around that release, uh, which I'm really excited to share. We really uh, went all out on on um, different different things. I can't like, say too much, but sure. we can things look forward to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then, you know, I, you know, I'm really hopeful that, we will have some element of live music back at some point this year. Obviously, I want everything to be safe. Uh, but Absolutely. live performance is such a big part of who I am and what I do. and so even if it looks like me get getting in the back of a pickup truck and just playing like small pop-up shows this summer, I just you know really want to connect with with folks through through live music. That would be so much
0: fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I I might do it. I like have <laughs> You totally the should. So much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Oh, that's such a good oh, that's such a good question. Um
1: You know, my favorite, I'm going to, I might butcher this quote, I'm so terrible at memorizing things, but my favorite poet is T.S. Eliot, and um, I was reading his four quartets at the beginning of this year, and there's a line um, that says last year's, something like last year's words belong to last year's language, and this year has a new language of its own. I totally butchered that, but it's sort of this idea of like, every year takes on a newness and we can like leave um, what the past to the past and and hope for new possibilities. And I think that was a really inspiring, Quote for me, just going into this new year after last year being so hard. Yeah, um, I was so going to say
0: it's there. very fitting for yeah. This time <laughs> yes, now.
1: Definitely look it up. Like the way he he praises it is so so good. But um, yeah, T.S. Elliot for quartets,
0: very good. You can stay connected with Bryn Elliott on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and her song "Tell Me I'm Pretty" is now streaming. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.